Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Roto World Football Podcast, the Friday edition. If you missed it, yesterday's episode was Ray Summerlin with Nick Minzio with the Start Sits and Rich Rebar, the Lord, with the worksheet, blessing us all with that quality work. Um, if you have not helped us out, the best way to do that is to rate and review the podcast. Obviously, subscribe, first of all, but I'm sure you've done that. But if you haven't, rate and review. It lets us reach a new audience. It, it really does help us. Um, broaden our horizons in terms of the listener base and especially that 18 to 24 crowd that we're always coveting. Um, Evan Silva is on the line with Evan's matchups column. You can check that out on rudderworld.com. Thousands and thousands of words covering every single fantasy relevant player in week 14, which is the first round most likely of your playoffs. Evan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's up, Josh? I'm just ready for Kaepernick bounce back week. Well, we will get to that. That's what we call a tease. Because <laughs> what we do before this podcast, just to let you all know, we'll pull back the curtain here. Uh, Evan and I talk about 10 minutes before we hit record. And we just throw out names. And Evan's like, oh, man, I really like Kaepernick this week. And I was like, oh, man, I do too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that. Uh, first of all is obviously... The most important part of the podcast, Evan, and that is the compliments for the people who have rated and reviewed. Um, first, we'll go with Pete Cap. I don't think. Wow, look at look at that that segue, Pete Cap, not Kaepernick. Anyways, um, five star, an excellent companion to Roto World's weekly cycle of fancy articles. Yada yada. This is actually like a serious one and no jokes in it. It's helpful to get both perspectives. He likes us all, Evan. Apparently, what about Pete Cap? What do you like about him? Oh, he's just—he's got a way with the ladies. He's—he's he's smooth. Wow, wow. that—that you know, might be the best compliment you've ever to, given. He knows how to dress. Oh, he's—you know—he's got that—he's got that it factor. So, where does he shop if he know if he likes how to, if he knows how to dress, Evan? I want to get that from you. <laughs> <laughs> where where would you say someone with style shops? Uh. uh... See, this is the thing. Like, I would not know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you, but you can, you see him from like across the street, and you're like, that guy's got style. Yeah, I mean, he would be the guy that if I did want to really invest in, you know, dressing, right, and then that sort of thing, uh, he would be the guy that I would ask. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's like an approach. You would approach him and be like, "Hey, man, I like your style. Where do you shop?" Yes. All right. Yeah. That's Pete Cap. Uh, next is Monkey Boy Five. Uh, Roto World has the best online fantasy content. Uh, again, 
positive stuff and serious stuff. We appreciate it. Evan Silva actually delves into the matchups to tell you if the opponent is vulnerable in the slot or how big of an impact a guard being out will be. Wow. A special shout out for Monkey Boy 5, Evan. Wow. Wow. I usually have no idea how impactful the loss of a guard will be, but um, yeah. You probably mentioned it once, and that like will live with him forever. Right, right. Um, yeah, so this guy, uh, he's um, he's really good at uh, cooking food. You know, he's not just—he's not just uh, he. he you know, he, he knows how to cook stuff uh-huh. other than like eggs and bacon and uh, and like blue box macaroni and cheese. Yeah. All right. He, so like if he was to make macaroni and cheese, he wouldn't get the powder stuff. He would like obviously make the roux with the cheese yeah, he'd sauce. Yeah, he'd make the noodles. And, he'd make oh, the he'd noodles. make the noodles too. That's, that's even one step above me, Evan. So Monkey Boy 5, there you go. And we should start by saying this is the same podcast where you can get – all of the great Ladarius Green takes from last week. And so on that note, Evan, let's talk about the Steelers because they're on the road this week against the Buffalo Bills. Um, a lot of people are nervous about the Ben Roethlisberger home and road splits every single week. Um, what do you think about Ben, obviously, in the first round of the playoffs against the Bills on the road? Well, I think that the road splits are something that we should always consider, and they're always – something that we should talk about and be aware of. Um, but they're just one thing to consider amongst many others. And there are a lot of positives to like about Ben Roethlisberger too. First of all, this game has some high scoring potential. Uh, the game has the fourth highest total on a 16 game slate. Um, the other is that the bills have scored a lot of points consistently in home games. Um, They've been actually pretty solid in terms of point scoring on the road too, but uh, their home game splits in terms of how, how many points they're scoring are really high. They're elevated at home. Ben Roethlisberger is a good fantasy quarterback. He's been a top 10 fantasy quarterback in three of the last four weeks. The only time that he wasn't was in that wind-affected game in Cleveland. And the Bills have been struggling in terms of their pass defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, their pass rush is not getting – home as often as it was early in the season. Lorenzo Alexander, you remember he had that dominant first half of the year. Hasn't really been like that anymore. And thus, uh, five of the last six quarterbacks to face the Bills have been top 12 fantasy quarterbacks on the week. The only one during that span that was not a top 12 fantasy quarterback was Andy Dalton in a game where A.J. Green, remember he tore his hamstring uh, on the first pass of the game and the, the, the offense just kind of fell apart. Um, and now we have the emergence of Ladarius Green, who we talked out about as a potential breakout player in Week 13. Uh, he adds an entirely new dimension to this offense, and it's going to make it really hard to stop. I think that the Steelers probably go to Buffalo and play no huddle um, and try to you know, limit the amount of substitutions that uh, Rex Ryan is going to use. Hmm. And I think that they will be able to score a lot of points um, and have a lot of passing game success with this new dimension to their offense. I mean, I don't know. So, you know, Rex can – I think that Rex would have had an, an okay time dealing with this offense to some extent 
if Ladarius Green was not a factor and it was just Jesse James right. as the tight end, uh, I think that he probably would have double teamed Antonio. You know, kind of leaned on his run defense to kind of keep uh, keep Le'Veon in check to some extent. You know, to the extent that Le'Veon can be kept in check, and I think that he, you know, he they could have kept this game close and low scoring, and you know maybe pull, pulled off the win. But I think they're really going to struggle to to stop this Steelers defense, yeah, which I think which I think might might be the best in the league right now. And you mentioned. Um, how the Bills have difficulty against tight ends. I mean, they're averaging 10 yards per target to tight ends in terms of uh, receiving yards, obviously, this year. And that's the worst in the league. Yeah, they lost They lost Aaron Williams, right. uh, stud safety early on. They play young players uh, at inside linebacker. I mean, they're, 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 they're vulnerable for sure to that position, position specifically. Yep. Let's go to Colin Kaepernick now, Evan. Uh, this is someone... I, I mean, almost everyone in the fantasy community talked up Colin Kaepernick last week, right? He entered last week as quarterback six, once taking over as a starter, um, coming off a 100-plus yard rushing game, uh, all that kind of stuff was adding passing points. One, take us back, because I know you review every, all of these games. Um, it was just an odd script and an odd situation last week, right, against the Bears, and now he faces a Jets team one, he is at home, and two, this is a Jets team that gave up 41 points on Monday night, and I believe just a few weeks ago gave up, what, 28 points to the Cleveland Browns as well? Yeah, the last week's game, you talked about it, it was really weird. Uh, well, first of all, both teams were just running the ball. I mean, in the game combined, there were 33 pass attempts and 74 runs yeah. in this game, <laughs> which is just absurd. Right. Um, but the play calling by the the 49ers, I mean, it almost made me wonder if they're kind of trying to – they're going in the tank. Yeah. Uh, they they had a, a play where they punted from the Bears' 31-yard line. There were third and long <laughs> plays where they were running, where they were running the ball. Um, and then when they kind of fell behind comfortably, then they pulled out their quarterback, who had only dropped back to pass 10 times. Right. And Chip Kelly kind of explained after the game that it, it was mainly because Kaepernick could not grip the football confidently. In, Hashtag hand size, nine and one-eighths inch. There you go. There we go. So that was Chip Kelly's explanation for it. I mean, or are they trying to get the number one overall pick? You know, that that's really the, the thing that scares me here about Kaepernick. It's not the matchup. Yeah. The matchup is sweet. The spot is sweet. Going back home after the road loss, you know, to face a team that's on a short week and traveling across the country and, and that looked dead in the water. So bad. On Monday night. Can, let, let me ask you this. Yeah. In what situation would you play Colin Kaepernick, right? Because, and I mean, everyone hates to hear about my fantasy team, but I have a horrible team that barely made the playoffs. <laughs> I need to score as many points as I can. And my quarterback is between Stafford and it's between Colin Kaepernick. So do I chase the 30-plus point opportunity here with Colin Kaepernick rather than maybe the 20-point of Matthew Stafford? Or let's say someone is in a scenario where they need to stream quarterbacks this week. Maybe they have Marcus Mariota or some other, some other guy, right? And Andy Dalton's gone. Would you say that Cap is kind of the second option as a streamers? So 
I think your decision, you have to like think ahead for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you play this game for like a personal sense of enjoyment, um, you know, and you are like, you can make decisions and even if they don't work out on, you know, on the backside after we've seen the result, like, can you handle that, uh, and feel okay with yourself? Mm -hmm. If you, if you can look ahead and think, Oh, you know, I, and be able to think back, well, I, you know, I played Colin Kaepernick. I was trying to finish in first and not fifth. And, um, you know, he bombed, uh, you know, can you handle that mentally or do you want to just make this decision and then, um, or, or, or do you want to try to like, just play it safe, make the high floor play. Right. Right. And potentially leave like a 30 point fantasy game on the table. Right. You know, um, so so I like if you can live with the volatility, then you you run out Colin Kaepernick and yeah. you have and you have fun, you know, because right. it, it could be a lot of fun if it hits. Right. Um, so let, let me ask you this: What do you think the chances are of him getting benched again in this game? Really low. Okay. Really low. That was just a situational because that's kind of the only thing standing in my way is if he. Because, like we, we talked about, I mean, he was consistent before last past week, and it's a extremely good matchup. Their offense looked like it was becoming a legitimate, right, a weapon, right. You know, and the Jets play a lot of man coverage, and like to use running quarterbacks against man coverage defenses. You know, I, I, I love everything about him except for last week. What the heck is yeah? What the heck is going on with this yeah. team? All right, let's move on to some big name wide receivers. Um, let's start with the obvious one, okay? T.Y. Hilton um, obviously is going up against the Houston Texans. They're at home. Um, the Texans, at, at points the season, Evan, have done a really, really good job of locking down opposing wide receivers, right? So what do you think of T.Y. Hilton this week? Well, lately they have not. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, we have these little seasons inside the season and during the Texans most recent season or the season that they're currently in, Jordy Nelson has bombed on them. Dontrell Inman has bombed on them. Tyrell Williams has bombed on them. Amari Cooper had a nice game against them. Allen Robinson bombed on them. That's over the last four games. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is up to second in the NFL in receiving yards. People might not know that. Uh, he has always had great home splits, you know, in the underneath the Lucas Oil Stadium dome. Uh, the Texans lost Kevin Johnson early in the process, their right cornerback. He was a stud mm -hmm. in the making. Uh, and then last week they lost Jonathan Joseph uh, to significant like rib injury and maybe like even it affected his lung. So he's not going to be out there. Um, and T.Y. Hilton's quickness is just too much for Kareem Jackson in the slot, and then when he moves out side, he's going to get routes against backup backup mm -hmm. cornerbacks. So this is this is a pretty classic T.Y. Hilton eruption spot. Uh, I think he's an incredible play. I'd play him in you know, if we're playing DFS. I play in tournaments and cash. Got it. Uh, how about a name Evan that you even said Deshaun every week? But we even talked about Deshaun every week, right? So right. this is Deshaun Jackson maybe in his best matchup of the season with the Washington offense averaging, what, 420 yards of offense lately? Um, 
Yeah, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. What about Deshaun Jackson this week? Yeah, so we we have the narrative stuff. You know, he's he he's playing his old team. The revenge narrative. Uh, apparently, he wants to go back and play for the Eagles next year. There was a report about that. Uh, so he he's got it. I mean, this is contract year for Deshaun. We we talk about Deshaun when he's when he's healthy and when he's in good matchups, and he looks healthy right now. Uh, he's balling again, and this is an incredible matchup. Uh, Leotis McKelvin got burned up by Brandon LaFell last week, and Devontae Adams. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, the way that you attack the Eagles is you go after their cornerbacks. And right now the Eagles have no pass rush. So when you combine no pass rush with bad cover guys and with bad cornerbacks, that's, you know, the, the, we, we're putting a bullseye on Jim Schwartz's defense right now. And we're attacking them with wide receivers every single week. And Deshaun is is next up. So I know this isn't a DFS-focused podcast, but I, I do want to bring this up because Kirk Cousins right now is priced as quarterback 17 on FanDuel. I, and when something is like that big of an outlier to me um, or stands out that much, I, I, I try to explain it to myself. Why, why do you think... He is priced so low despite having this extremely good matchup and being on such a hot streak. Like, is is the people who make the salaries, are they worried that they, they can't match up with, you know, the Eagles pass rushers? But you've said that even the Eagles haven't created pressure recently. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a pricing error. Okay. I mean, Kirk Cousins is for sure a top 10 play this week yeah. among quarterbacks. Uh, he has accounted for multiple touchdowns in seven straight games. The Eagles or the Redskins are getting back Trent Williams, their stud left tackle. Uh, Jim Schwartz this week said that his defense lacks confidence. He said that publicly. I, I understand, like, never feeling overly comfortable with Kirk Cousins, but this offense can beat you short, intermediate, and deep. Yep. And they're going up against a bad defense that is allowed. 26 or more points in five of its last six games. You know, all systems go here, Kirk Cousins. Um, previous weeks, we've talked about games being LeGarrette Blunt games. Um, this week against the Ravens, it seems like it's going to be a Julian Edelman game for the New England Patriots, just in terms of, you know, 81% of the touchdowns the Ravens give up are in the air, yada, yada. He's seeing more targets. But if the Patriots are going to run the ball, Evan, and that's a big if, um, you don't think it's going to be with a Garrett Blunt. You think it might be with Deion Lewis. Yeah, Deion looked great last week. You know, he, he didn't light up the box score. I think he got like eight touches or something, uh, nine touches. He only played 25% of the snaps. I I don't think that he got any snaps in the second half um, just watching that game. I, I didn't. I can't remember him being in the, in the game at all in the second half. You know, it was a blowout win. But they, you know, they need another guy in their offense. Martellus is not a factor right now. He's hurt. Yeah. Julian Edelman, you know, he, he's great. He is what he is. This could be a 15-target a game for Julian Edelman. Um, and then Malcolm Mitchell is going to get a lot of routes against Jimmy Smith, uh, which is a little bit of a concern. I still think Mick Malcolm Mitchell is a solid start in season-long leagues. I'm starting him. Uh, but, you know, it's not necessarily a cupcake matchup for him. They need another weapon, man. I mean, they're not going to run the ball on Baltimore. They need another passing game weapon. They need another a guy that they can get into space. And, I mean, just based on how Deion Lewis looked last week, 
you know, this is kind of a feel thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not like a, a data-driven um, expectation, but I think we have a Deion Lewis breakout game on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think that he gets 11 to 14 touches, uh, maybe 16 if he's really rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he's not safe. I think that Colin Kaepernick might even be safer than him this week. Um, but I, I think that he could get it rolling. The Ravens have also allowed the fifth most receptions to opposing running backs. I mean, I think that this is a 50-attempt game for Tom Brady, who has hit 40 attempts in three straight games anyway. Right. Um, and for more on Deion Lewis, Deshaun Jackson, T.Y. Hilton, Colin Kaepernick, Ben Roethlisberger, check out Evans' matchups column, which is on Ritter World right now. Evan, we really appreciate it, man. Talk to you next week. Awesome. Thanks so much, Josh. And for everyone else, Roto Pat's coming right up right now with his rankings. All right, Patrick Darty, it's time for your rankings. I get to pick on them. And this is week 14, which means you rank Robert Griffin III at quarterback 24, Matt Barkley quarterback 25, <laughs> Bryce Petty quarterback 28, Carson Wentz at quarterback 30 and Blake Bortles at quarterback 31. Were you expecting that at week one into week 14? So bringing out all the heavy hitters. Uh, <laughs> what's like the weirdest quarterback that's still yet to start this year, you think? Yet to start like, this year? I can't remember how serious is Tom Savage's injury. Is that going to hold him out from being a QB 29 in week 16? <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Moore. Is one he's got an he's got an infected right elbow by the way Tom Savage whatever really? that means yeah so it's staff yeah so are we gonna rank Hackenberg you think next year for you the, will for, for the years for over sure week seventeen no you won't this year but next year you no hold won't. on week seven sixteen uh, uh, Bryce Petty like bruises his lung or something you're gonna make uh, me pull up the depth charts and I'm actually gonna like find a name for you. Um, no, David I, I fails. Know. David fails. Uh, David. He's, he's skipped around some rosters this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he's the number. I think he's isn't he the number two now in the Bears, or maybe yeah. he's the number three. I yeah. can't remember. Wow. Anyways, I was uh, sorry. Yeah, to, I mean, um, you have Matt Barkley over Ryan Tannehill this week. Like that, if if you had asked me in the summer if that was at all possible, I would have told you never. I mean, and just for full disclosure, I mean, that could end up being completely insane. <laughs> but no, it is. I mean, I'm not ridiculing you for for these rankings. I just think it's no, amazing yeah, yeah. that we're ranking Matt Barkley and Bryce Petty. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's a classic. What a time to be alive. Yes. W a t t b a. I don't know that. I'm not. I'm not. I. You're too. You're still in your twenties. You gotta remember, I'm, I'm thirty now. I'm so. trying to appeal to that eighteen to twenty-four crowd. We really. I think we do. We do a pretty good job of hammering that every week. I'm, I, hey, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Clausen is someone who has not started this year, but is he even on a roster? I don't think so. I don't think he is. No, anymore. no, he's doing. He's doing college football for. Is it Fox? He's doing You're thinking of Greg McElroy. No, he's doing college football for NBC. You're thinking of Matt Barkley. No, he's doing college football for NBC. He's doing Notre Wait, Dame. Are you stuff. serious? He's on the Notre Dame broadcast? I, I turned I turned on one Notre Dame game this year, and he was doing it at halftime with Dahani Jones. Remember Dahani Jones? I do, actually. It was Jimmy Clausen and Dahani Jones, I believe. Um, he was part studio. of the NBC's Olympic coverage. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the Netflix special? If any of you need to binge watch anything, it's Dahani Jones tackles the globe, and he goes around the world. And does all of these random sports like 
wrestling in sand and doing all this other stuff. And this was like back when he was playing. Dehani Jones is one of my favorite players. Like if I ever took control of a Madden team, I would always trade for Dehani <laughs> Jones. He's a world traveler. I, by the way, I just thought of one more. Okay, give it to me. Uh, Cardale Jones. Ne- next year. I mean, hey, I saw Bill's no, Twitter we're this done week. this year, man. Weird stuff happens in like week 16 and 17. Like one of these people we jokingly mentioned is probably going to start a game. Yeah, I, I saw think. Bill's Twitter this week talking up Cardale. Be like, oh, man, look at his preseason highlights. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> they're, uh, they're The bargaining phase is beginning yep. there new. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, let's let's actually pick on some, you know, real rankings that matter. And let's start with quarterback. Uh, Matthew Stafford, just part of this podcast, you moved him. And by the way, all these rankings are subject to change all the way up until Sunday. And you can check them out on rotoworld.com. Um, but right now you have Matthew Stafford as quarterback 10 up against the Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, it seems like every single person I talk to has Matthew Stafford on, on their fantasy team. Um, <laughs> it, it really does seem that way. Anyways, Pat, I do. Uh, what are you doing with Matthew Stafford this week? And why is he kind of on the back half and maybe even close to the fringe of quarterback one? This is because like even last week, you know, he did get the top 10 week finally, but it was still only two touchdowns and the lions just don't play a fantasy friendly brand of football before he went to the Superdome, which, you know, we call the chorus field of football. He hadn't had a top 10 game since week six. He'd been the, QB 27, QB 23, QB 16, QB 20, and QB 11. So this is kind of like take the air out of the ball. Offense they play kind of seems to limit him to like the 250 yards, two touchdown range. And obviously there's a little more upside against the Bears, who have played shockingly solid defense this year, much less so on the road, though, and very injury prone. It's just every time I look at Matthew Stafford, I have a hard time spotting the upside. Hmm. So... That's, uh, I don't know. I'm sure I'll pay for it again, but you know, so no. it goes. I mean, I'm, we talked about this in the first segment with Evan, but I'm, uh, I'm debating cap and Stafford again this week. And I think I'm going with cap. So anyways, uh, uh you're quarterback 22. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going for it, man. I don't care. Cap, man. I was so mad that I, I got, I mean, I got burned a lot less bad than some people did last week with cap, but that is the reminders of the perils of ranking, not good players as good players. How dare you? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. How dare you? Um, yeah, let's, let's keep going. Uh, running back, Pat, uh, Robert Kelly, your running back 19. This is the same Robert Kelly who has done extraordinarily well let's put it that way against some um, defenses that on paper were good against the run Um, the Green Bay Packers being one even though we talk about them every single week but this week he is playing the Philadelphia Eagles who have really struggled on defense so why only running back 19 for Robert Kelly it's just because I mean there's a lot to like this week from him but um, these guys who don't catch passes just you know it's the bottom can just fall out you know, any given week, which as it did the past two weeks for Robert Kelly. And, you know, the Redskins are probably not going to fall behind this week, but just he's, he's kind of got that like the Garrett blunt syndrome where just, it's kind of all or nothing with touchdowns. And I think he has decent touchdown odds. I don't think number 19 is really that low this week. It's kind of actually a strong week at running back for a change, but just really couldn't force him any higher when he's so kind of one dimensional and so touchdown dependent. So I think he's got decent touchdown odds. 
But sticking him like in the top 18, top 15, which yeah. makes you kind of high-end running back too, just felt a little too rich for me but, this week. But you have him behind guys like Doug Martin, LeGarrette Blount, Carlos Hyde, Frank Gore as of now. Well, all those guys, their touch floors are just – those their, their carry floors are much higher. Even these past few weeks, Kelly, even though they say they want to get Kelly more involved, he's still kind of stuck in the 14 to 16 zone where like okay. Hyde and Doug Martin are more like 18 to 22 so I just – that's kind of why. And they both – I mean, Carlos Hyde doesn't catch a ton of passes. If he catches a few passes, uh, I don't know. So it is just, I think his touch floor is just not quite as high as some of those guys in front of him. Uh, if you have Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams on your team, you're probably nervous this week because they play the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Pat kind of believes you shouldn't be nervous because he has Jordy Nelson as wide receiver 8 and Devontae Adams as wide receiver 21. Um, Pat, Aaron Rodgers has like not – played well the past times he's played the Seahawks. Um, yeah, like that's super high to have both inside the top 24 and one inside the top 10, is it not? I guess. I mean, the game's in Green Bay. It's the adjusting to life without Earl Thomas. Uh, the Seahawks had a few not games not like this, but kind of been a little more prone to shootouts this year. And I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers uh, had a pretty rough week in uh, the great battle in the snow with Brock Osweiler <laughs> last week. But uh, yeah, I mean, at home, you know, Richard Sherman hasn't been quite the lockdown he was last year. It's kind of hard to know who he's even going to follow. It, Jordy Nelson has 90 yards in five of his past six games, you know, scores almost every game. Devontae Adams, I had ranked really high last week. Thanks for that, Devontae, for doing nothing. But. He's like the cube wide receiver nine on the year still. So like, right. how low can I really rank him? And so I think wide receiver 21 was a good trade off there. Cause that's kind of, especially where wide receiver starts to go off the rails. So you somewhat, you can't just completely ignore body of work. I mean, matchups are compelling. Recent play is compelling, but it's a 16 game season. And I just didn't think there was any lower. I could put those two guys, and basically. Pat, you're, you're, you're hard on yourself. But, like, we talked about Kaepernick last week. And I was like, why isn't he a top five? I need a top six. <laughs> and you had him as, like, quarterback 12. And you were far more right than a lot of people, you know? So a lot of these you are much more right on than I am when I ask you the questions. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> but I will stop. Is that damning with faint nope. praise? Is, nope. It's damning nope. with faint praise. We're moving past it. Uh, wide receiver 39, you have Brandon LaFell. Like, Pat, this is someone who's played really well as of late in terms of actually posting production, and you can't uh, have a better matchup than the Cleveland Browns, quote-unquote wide receiver one, Brandon LaFell. And I know you have Tyler Eifert as, I believe, what, tight end two this week. Um, but, I mean, their only other pass-catching threat, I mean, I guess Tyler Boyd as well, is Brandon LaFell. So, like... Why outside of wide receiver three area? Well, I'm not quite sure what production you're talking about. Last uh, week. Before, before the last points, week. Before last week. Before last week, he hadn't cleared 40 yards since like before Halloween. I mean, so, I'm just talking about last week. He's, it was a good game. I'll give him that. But I mean, this is a guy who's not going to see 10 targets. Uh, very rarely breaks 50 yards. He's kind of like, is this like a classic? Brandon LaFell is probably going to catch four passes for 44 yards, and it's just a matter if he's going to score a touchdown. And there's just not much upside in that. And he's the 
kind of he's the range of the board where I'd rather bet on upside. Like I'd rather bet on Ted Ginn, who's really kind of emerged as like 2015 Ted Ginn over the past five or six weeks, or you know a guy like uh, even Taylor Gabriel, who could be like the Falcons' number one receiver this week with Julio banged up, Mohamed Sanu not playing. So I think Brandon LaFell perfectly fine like plug and play wide receiver four. And a lot of leagues, you're starting four or five wide receivers these days. I think he's perfectly fine for that. But he's not someone who I'm like looking to move up the ranks or like looking to force into my lineup. He's just kind of – he's a, my least favorite cliche is it is what it is, but he's kind of – and it is what it is guy. He's you know he's not going to do – he's not going to do more than his Brandon LaFell thing. And, and Pat just crapped on Brandon LaFell, but he's ranked ahead of Allen Robinson, Devontae Parker, Willie Sneed. And Randall yeah, I mean, Cobb. So that puts in perspective what week 14 is. Yeah, this is – and by the way, Willie Sneed, I guess, could be moving up if uh, St. Mike Thomas is out. Uh, thoughts and prayers thoughts out and to prayers. Mike Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts uh, and prayers out to Mike Thomas. Let, let's end with a tight end who, Pat, I actually am more on your side in terms of a top five tight end ranking, whereas other people are really concerned about his matchup, and that's Delaney Walker against the Denver Broncos. Um yeah, I mean, I'll just leave it at that. People are concerned, but it sounds like they shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos, you know, no secret, have uh, the shutdown defense in the NFL, but they're much less tough on uh, tight ends than they are wide receivers. And we kind of briefly talked about before the podcast, Brandon Marshall's probably going to sit out, one of the better coverage linebackers in the NFL. And, I mean, we're you know, three-fourths of the way through the season, and Delaney Walker is the tight end, too, by average points. Wow. Uh, only only Jordan Reed is averaging more weekly points than Delaney Walker, so I don't think it's as big of a gamble as people seem to think it is. So, I mean, the can almost work in his favor. You know, if the, Bron- if, uh, the Broncos erase uh, Tajay Sharp, they erase Rashard Matthews, I mean, Marcus Mariota is going to be forced to funnel targets to Delaney Walker. So he's been, he was playing really well before the bye. It's a better matchup for him than his receiver teammates. And, yeah, he's had a great year. So I think tight end four, I think any lower than that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Um, obviously, DeMarco Murray is going to run or should run all over the Broncos defense. And then everything middle of the field, just throw some to Delaney as well. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Pat. We can, we can wave at the haters as it goes by <laughs> on Sunday. Pat, you're the man. For everyone else, you can check out his rankings on rotoworld.com. They're updated all the way up until Sunday. And check out his video on NBCSports.com <laughs> or embedded in the rankings because he's Hollywood on us. Pat, talk to you next week, buddy. My pleasure, Josh. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.